This is a Triple J podcast. What is happening? Here we are again, wrapping up another big week on Hack. This is the shake-up, my favourite part of the week. I'm Dave Marchese, hoping the energy is high on your end heading into the weekend. I don't know whether you're working, you're partying, whatever you've got planned, we need to be rolling in in the right way. You know, set the mood for the next couple of days. We're jumping into some of the other headlines that have been kicking around this week. That's what we do here on The Shake Up. Here's a bit of a taste of what's coming up. Hack. In breaking news this morning, Optus customers are being affected by a mass outage. Omegle is finally gone, bro. RIP to Omegle. Albanese has been trending on Chinese social media for being a handsome boy. On Triple J. Oh, a handsome boy. Yeah, the Optus blackout had people fired up. Are you happy with the extra data Optus is offering customers to say sorry? Or maybe you're just stoked that you're not an Optus customer this week. I don't know. Also getting into the death of a meagle. Nicknames. What's the nickname you cannot shake that you hate? Message in 0439757555. But hey, we can't go any further until we meet the Shake Up crew. And we got a really good one for you this week. First, comedian, podcaster, Lauren Bonner. Welcome back. Hello, Dave. Thank you for having me. Good to be back. Is it good to be back? It's very good to be back. Oh, okay. I, never, I love to be back. I never truly know. I'm <laughs> always just like, oh, okay. From the tone, it sounds like maybe you're authentic. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll say, I, I think, mo- I mean, anyone would say that it's good to be back. They might be lying. I'm telling the truth. I'm a truth teller. I'm a comedian, as we know. Oh, absolutely. Has yep. it been a busy week for you? Look, little bit, kind of. I did tell you when I came in that I'm cleaning my house, which turns out is a week-long, if not more, endeavour. I might even just kind of take the summer off and focus on cleaning my house. <laughs> when was the last time you cleaned it, Lauren? I clean my house all day, every day. It's constant. I just make, I just throw things around and then I get mad and I'm like, why is all this stuff here? Anyway, this oh, is... Oh, right. Okay. Rough. Well, I want to know if you are also a big house cleaner, filmmaker, creator, <laughs> Jack Tui. What about you? Um, house cleaning, house cleaning. Um, <laughs> you're like, I might have done it at one point in my life. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm a throw around person as well, but yeah. it just takes me a little bit longer to. I actually, I'm, I, I'm very tidy in some parts of my living spaces and very messy in other parts. It's weird. Yeah. I'm the same. In some parts of the house, spotless, and then other parts, you wouldn't want to go in there. So, yeah. I don't know. Jackie, you got a busy weekend coming up? Yeah, I've got a busy weekend. I'm doing a few DJ gigs, just, you know, just in the ones and twos oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm currently actually um, house-sitting or cat-sitting my granny's cat. She makes a mess. Uh, her kitty litter is everywhere. <laughs> really? So I probably do need to vacuum tomorrow. This is something Lauren's keen on. She's <laughs> like, oh, I can hear yeah, you all yeah, too well. Yeah. My guy Tony at home, he's kicking litter around. He's making problems. Know, oh, you know, Tony. Hey, we got so much to get into. I wish we could unpack yeah. this a little more, this <laughs> kitty litter talk, but we've got to move on. Remember, if you're listening, you're part of this conversation too. If you've got big opinions, we want to hear them. Call in. Message in as well. 0439 757555. Well, let's get into it. Hack. I'm just counting the days because I can't live like this. First of all, it was the leakage of like your personal information or something, and now it's this. What's next? What's literally next? On Triple J. Yeah, I guess Optus was kind of hoping that it could fly under the radar for a bit after that massive data breach last year. Because that left customers really angry and demanding answers. But unfortunately, the company was left embarrassed again, struggling to explain after an outage this week left people disconnected. There have been apologies. There have been assurances. Now Optus is offering 
a little present to affected customers. But is some extra data actually enough to stop their customers from getting out? We have more on that breaking news on the massive Optus outage. Optus is down. It's causing chaos for crucial services, ranging from hospitals to emergency responders. This is a catastrophic incident. We're very sorry that this occurred and uh, I'm happy to say that services are now restored again. We will force the Optus CEO and the executives to front up and explain what's happened. Optus is offering 200 gigabytes free data for eligible customers. Is that going to help you with your thin margins? Absolutely not. On Triple Jack. Yeah, definitely not a good week. Or year for Optus, really, when you think about it. If you are a customer, I'm keen to hear what you think of this offer of extra data to make up for the big outage this week. Someone on the text line says, I want $2 million compo from Optus, not 200 gigabytes. Look, that's a bit extreme, isn't it? But maybe you deserve it. I don't know. I don't know how much you're out of pocket after that few hours of the outage. Also, we heard a lot of rogue stories this week about how people's daily lives were disrupted. Like, pets' automatic feeders stopped working. And people were forced to buy physical maps, street directories, because they couldn't get around the cities they were in. I want to hear from you. What's the strange way that you're affected? You can call in one 555 Message in as well, 0439757555. We're going to get into it with the Shake Up crew now. We've got comedian Lauren Bonner and creator Jack Tui. Lauren, are you an Optus customer? I am, actually, Gosh. regrettably. Yeah, rest I know. in peace. Was that hard this week? I mean, look, to be honest, I've been saying for a while that I hope there's a pandemic of technology (laughs) and the whole internet could shut down and we could kind of just go back a few steps. So you were kind of a bit happy when this happened. I didn't hate it because you know what it forces you to do? It just forces you to live in the moment. And I went to the hairdresser for my haircut and I turn up and they're going, sorry, we've had to reschedule, but we couldn't call you. And I, I wasn't mad. I was like, this is like an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> a bit I'll, retro, isn't it? I was like, oh, like, oh this must have been what it was like in the olden days. Jack, really was. what about you? Were you affected? Yes, I'm also an Optus co- customer. Oh. Um, and I had to head into the city and go to a few meetings and go from <gasps> A to B to C to D. I knew where I was going, thankfully. I didn't oh, need to buy a map. thank goodness. But I didn't have any way of contacting the people that I was meeting, and that felt weirdly <laughs> liberating. I also happened to get paid in cash, ATO, I hope you're not listening, uh, for a job that I did. And so I was walking around with like a wallet full of cash and a phone that didn't connect to the internet. I was like, wow, this is... This is just like the 90s, yeah. like Seinfeld. It's See? kind so, of weird. So far we're hearing only positive reviews <laughs> yeah. of this massive outage. Optus I mean, my entire job relies on the internet working, <laughs> but... Mm. Yeah, you kind of uh, need it. You no, kind of need it. it for a few things. Got a lot of messages coming through. Someone says, the extra data uh, I was offered is a slap in the face. I had to pay for an extra SIM so I could still do my job. How is that even? That was from Matt. Jacob from Tassie says, personally, I'd rather if Optus had covered a percentage of my next bill. We don't use more than 30 gigabytes a month. An extra 200 means absolutely nothing. And someone else says, I think they should refund monthly charges just one month as a gesture of goodwill. What do you think, Lauren? Like when you heard about the extra 200 gigabyte 
it's being described as inadequate, mm. a tokenistic offer. I saw one expert say it's like just adding an extra slice in a loaf of bread. It means nothing. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to use it. Or like, what do you want me to do? Like torrent a movie <laughs> or something on you? I, I don't even know what I would do to use that amount of data now that Omegle is no longer working because that was a huge percentage of my monthly bill. There's still, yeah. And also is data, I don't even understand how they act like data is a product like I feel like that's is that made up it's not a it's not a thing you, you're <laughs> not giving me a bigger idea. piece of cake you're just like <laughs> letting me have a little bit more of this abstract concept it's not real I do want just cash ideally physical cash again <laughs> yeah. um, well, Optus was saying it was defending this saying look what it actually would work out to be if we refunded you is about two dollars for the lost yeah. coverage of that day so Jack rude. I need it oh I need you want the cash. two bucks get a Slurpee or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's all sorts of things I can spend two bucks on. I'm not, I, 200 gigabytes again. I'm never going to use that data. Okay. Um, I use a lot of data on my phone, but it also, I think I agree. It's like, it's just, it goes to show that what we pay for our data is just made up. Like they clearly can just turn the tap on and be like, everyone's got more data. Yeah. Like what are we actually paying for? We're not paying for. There's more data. There's enough data. In the, I mean, we're going to get so many texts of people coming in yelling at us about this being like, actually there's a server farm somewhere emitting more carbon than you could even imagine because you won't delete your photos on the iCloud. Like, but it's Actually, not, we've yeah. got them pouring in right okay, now. So in. Yeah, You're Sorry, right. Guys. Someone says on the text line, I didn't pick my mate up for work because he didn't message me in the morning. Turns out he was waiting out the front for hours. Aww. A lot of people saying this being like uh, after the service came back online, having to message friends saying, so just checking, were you an Optus customer or you were just ignoring me all day? Like, what's the go there? Someone else says, my boss couldn't contact me. It was tragic, wasn't it? Another person says, the offer for data is just a PR stunt. It costs them nothing, but it doesn't help businesses. What did you think, Jack, of the response from Optus? Because obviously there's been not just this extra a little uh, data package that's been offered or big data package, however you look at it, but the actual response at the time, because there's been criticism of the boss of Optus for not uh, being talking to customers quickly enough or that kind of thing. Well, she didn't have any reception. <laughs> so how could she? Yeah. Um, no, I think, um, I think it was pretty poor that they didn't kind of announce anything specifically. I got the email today apologising. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't even opened it. I'm mad at them. I, I'm ignoring them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you got extra data now, so you can download it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's pretty bad. I think from like a PR perspective, also just like an integrity perspective, um, it's really important to be on the front foot of this kind of stuff, especially when you're representing like a third of the telecommunications kind of infrastructure uh, and the and the problems that were happening all over, you know, with hospitals and stuff. To just be have radio silence um, is pretty inappropriate, I would think. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Because it was such a big impact, Lauren. Like it was obviously people's personal lives, but also, as Jack said, trains, hospital communication, a lot of other services out for 14 hours. Did it scare you how much we rely on technology and also that there's not more of a backup for this kind of thing happening? Yeah, it did make me think um, because... I, again, I'm someone who cannot navigate at all. Like I put my maps on to drive to my local grocery store that I drive to maybe five days a week and it's five minutes away. Like I am so bad. And when I went to the hairdresser and they had to reschedule, they offered, they were like, oh, well, um, you can have an appointment actually just up the road at our other salon. And 
for the record, like I'm from Sydney, I live in Sydney, I've lived here my whole entire life. These are suburbs within minutes of me. And I was like, <laughs> I need to just get back in my car and drive home because I cannot be out and about. Well, you wouldn't have got there by the sounds of it. Yeah. You wouldn't have got home. Look, so, it's saying a lot about you, Lauren. It and really maybe is. there's a few little exercises we can do to um, familiarize yourself with surroundings. But maybe. hey, it's it's a it's an issue we all have, I think. We we rely on maps so much these days. Um, did you feel sorry at all for the boss having the board jack of that big parent company of Optus? So the company above Optus that owns Optus, Singtel, their board was here. So the boss's bosses were here as this was all unfolding. And apparently the last time they were in Australia was when the hacking thing happened last year. You couldn't ride it. There seems to be a common denominator here. Like maybe they're trying to, you know, do something shady here. Um, yeah, look, I mean, that's pretty unfortunate isn't it but at the same time again i come back to my previous comment like you just got to own it when when things um f up you just got to be like look Mm. this is bad i'm sorry and we're trying to fix it rather than just being like just radio, like again, radio silence. I shouldn't say radio silence on radio, especially <laughs> on this kind of. Hey, show. we were still going. I just want to make that clear. There's never radio silence on Triple J. That's we- for sure. <laughs> I've got to go to a caller now. We've got uh, Tigger on the line now. Hey, Tigger, what was your experience with the big Optus outage of 2023? Hey, everyone. Um, so I had to go in to work to call in sick. <laughs> which is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you had to physically go in to say, "Hey, guys, I'm sick. I won't be coming in." I had to drive 15 minutes to a different town to go into work to do that, yes. Oh. What, is, um, what is your job, Tigger, that you couldn't just totally ghost and hope for the best? Um, well, I, I help out, like, in an op shop in, like, a charity. So I okay. just didn't want to leave them, like, in the lurch, yeah. Okay, you're okay. a good person. That's, That's what I'm getting from And it's this. a small community, right? Yeah, you've you got to yeah. kind of help out. You don't want to be leaving people in the lurch. That is so wow. good of you, by the way, to do that. Um, a, a lot of- <laughs> it was just so awkward. The boss gave me a little bit of crap. They were like, what do you mean? Well, you're here right now. <laughs> oh, they're like, well, if you got here, it seems like you're fit to work. Yeah, nah. they were teasing, but I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They were like, why can't you work? I was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I didn't sleep. <laughs> oh, well, look, I hope you're feeling a lot better now, Tigger. It's a very unique uh, experience that you had. Sure, you probably won't have that again. We've got other people on the text line as well. Someone says, I work in home care and use my phone to write progress notes and report incidents with my clients clients. If anything went wrong during the outage, it would have been absolutely awful. Someone else says, I enjoyed the outage. It was a bit of peace and quiet for the day, but I don't even go through all my data as it is. So that's not going to help me. And someone else says, Optus contacted me this afternoon from a no reply email address, which was infuriating. Like all companies, they make it too hard to actually talk through a problem with a human being. Look, there's so many uh, pieces being written that you'll find about whether you're eligible for compensation. If you lost a heap of money in this outage. The ABC actually has a really good article. You can find it on ABC News Online. But hey, we've got to move on. Omegle shut down permanently. Are you kidding me? What the hell? On Triple Jack. Come on, let's be honest. There's basically just two very different reactions to the news this week that random video chat website Omegle had shut down. People were either really sad, saying goodbye to huge piece of the internet, part of their growing up experience, or for the many people with kind of bad experiences on Omegle, after years of misuse, abuse on the platform, 
They're saying about time. Hack. Omegle just permanently shut down. It is an online site where you could randomly start video chatting with strangers. The founder, Leif Brooks, stated that the website was no longer financially or emotionally sustainable. And added, frankly, I don't want to have a heart attack in my 30s. There's a lot of people that use Omegle for good, but then you also have a lot of people that are using Omegle for bad. To be honest, I think it's a good thing because I, along with many other people, have seen some ungodly things. I'm literally in shock. This is like a funeral. Like, I need to pay my respects to Omegle. We got to have some moment of silence of Omegle, y'all. On Triple Jack. <laughs> Come on. This is a funeral. Literally in shock. Eh? Big reactions to the news that Omegle is going. It is a mixed bag because you can't obviously talk about just the funny and happy memories people have without acknowledging all the horrible stuff too. And the guy that started this website described it as a global village, right? Said, it was like taking a stroll down a street and saying hi to strangers. Unfortunately, critics said it was a breeding ground for abuse. So there were two very different takes on Omegle. In case you never used it, just to explain, it's a site that randomly placed users in online chats with strangers. So maybe you know other uh, sites like uh, Chat Roulette, things like that, very similar. Did you spend much time on Omegle? What are your memories? Do you have good ones? Or, you know, you're relieved to see this part of the internet culture gone. Call in 1300-0555-36. You can message in as well, 0439-757-555. We've got a good shake-up team today. We've got comedian Lauren Bonner, creator, advocate Jack Tui. Jack, Amigle, thoughts? I like that idea that you're talking to a stranger on the, on the street, but... Again, like after we've just talked about the Optus thing, why don't we just talk to strangers on the street? Because <laughs> you're the kind of guy that does do this. Like you just had a big trip around Australia. Yeah. You like to go meet random people, have a yarn. So that's kind of right up your alley. I definitely think. suffer from the millennial thing of like never answering my phone and, <laughs> and not wanting to talk to even people I know like on the phone and stuff. Yeah. And so there's this weird disconnect where like Omegle, we could do that and just talk to this crazy random stranger every kind of few seconds. And then, yes, but I do love talking. I love meet, meeting people, old people, boomers out in the bush. Um, I'm great at making friends with boomers, um, but also enemies with boomers. But anyway, we'll get into that <laughs> at a different time. Um, so I think that's it. There, maybe there is some poetry in that. Okay, interesting. Lauren, were you big into Omegle? Yeah, I think I was. And I don't know. I mean, also, it was a different thing, it was a different frame rate, resolution, speed. The cameras were a little bit different. Back in the dial-up days. Yeah, yeah. everything was a little <laughs> bit blurry, a bit slower. But I met I met a friend on um, Omegle, I believe. Um, and yes, me and my friend who were talking to him were 16. He was in his 20s. But it was normal. It was fine. It was fun. We swapped last FMs. Remember that oh, one? wow. We had cool music taste in common. He was in Melbourne and he taught us about how he played the game Wizard Sticks where you drink beer. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of flashbacks coming oh, Oh, so much, but then guess what? This is the ultimate internet story: is that we the connection got lost, and we lost him. And so then to find him again, we posted on Craigslist misconnection. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Guess what? He found us. What? Months later, he I got an email saying, "Hey, this is so random. I was looking on Craigslist for a new washing machine. I think no. I'm the person you just posted about." And it was him. I swear to God, dead set. His name's James. He lived in Melbourne. I can't find him online anymore. Okay, so, if you're so right. So you actually did meet a friend when yeah. about 15 people were using the internet. That's pretty interesting. It was awesome. We got someone on the line now with an interesting story. B's called in. B, you met your partner on Amigo. 
Yeah, so I met my partner on Omegle and like it was it was crazy. It was um I met him in twenty twenty one. I literally just graduated high school. Um and it was after a couple of like skips and clicks I met him and That's... I connected with him straight away. And you've been together ever since? Yeah. Wow. I'm actually moving over there next year because he's in England at the minute and I'm located in Perth, so yeah. That is wild, B. So what do you, like, tell people when people ask how you guys <laughs> met? Because people get Honestly, weird about saying that they met on the apps. Like, this is a pretty hard one to explain. 100%. Like, with all my friends, I tell them the truth, but with my parents, they're a bit old school, so I have told them that we met at a party. <laughs> Um, but apart from that, everyone else is pretty, you know, pretty supportive of it and yeah. Okay. And so happy with it. When you heard the news this week, was that just devastating for you? You were like, this is a part of my life. Like I've got my, you know, whole life's happiness relying on Omegle to Omegle to thank. What did you think? Yeah, definitely mixed emotions. I mean, like, um, yeah, it was like the first time and last time I went on it, I met someone that's a part of my life now, you know, yeah. and it's just it's just crazy. It's hey. crazy that it is shutting down. Well, look, B, it's so nice to hear your story, some good stories that have come from Omegle as we bid farewell to this part of internet history. As someone else, this is actually not too uncommon. My mate is now engaged to the girl he met on Omegle years <sighs> ago. And someone else said, I met a guy on Omegle from America and years later I ended up hanging out with him when I visited Atlanta. I'm so grateful to this platform. <laughs> Donald Glover. Yeah, honestly, honestly, what's going on? Um, did it surprise you, Jack, to learn about the extent of kind of like all the bad stuff that was happening? Omegle's reportedly been mentioned in more than 50 bad court cases uh, regarding abuse. Did that surprise you at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw some, you know, some stuff on that, yeah. on that place. I, there was beautiful things as well. Like I've seen some TikToks about, you know, kind of older, like not older guys, creators like meeting younger kids that are feeling a bit depressed and that kind of stuff. But that kind of thing where like I remember hearing that like adults and kids are not meant to share the same kind of spaces that we do on yeah. the internet. And Amigo is like the perfect example of a place where we should not we shouldn't have been sharing that kind of space. There's some little glimmers of light, but you can think you can understand that most of it is going to be the worst I, kind of part of it. Did it surprise you, Lauren, that Australia was one of the biggest users of this platform? Like it was Australia, the US, the UK, Mexico. Why do you think that we were so obsessed with it? Do you think it is because we're such an isolated country maybe? We were obsessed with meeting people overseas, especially when you're younger? Yeah, probably a bit of both. I mean, I think culturally Australia, we're pretty, you know, g'day, how you going? You, we're- <laughs> True. Have a yeah, chat. Yeah, you can't deny you know, that, Lauren. That's true. G'day. And also, I mean, being an Australian on the internet is, is exciting because people are always excited to see you, I think. And, like, whenever I've hung out with, like, a bunch of Americans or if you're overseas, people are really excited just for you being Australian. So it's kind of – it's fun and it's easy. It makes you feel, makes you feel good. We got a lot of messages coming through from people being like, I didn't know what Omegle was. Sorry, have I been living under a rock? I haven't yeah. heard of this thing at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a definitely, there was a culture there that we missed that little element, but, you know, there were other sites as well. I mean, it's not the last of its kind, definitely. Mm. If you have never heard of Omegle or Chat Roulette, then that means you have really good parents. Yeah, probably, actually. <laughs> probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you ever think of the other bizarre platforms, Jack? Like, you know, whether it's MSM Messenger, whether it was House Party that everyone was into in COVID. House, oh, yeah, House Party. Oh, Do you remember wow, House that's Party? scratching a, like a deep itch that I just shut away. So yeah. thanks for that because that's all my trauma coming back. But um, no, I, was, I, I had a bit of a following on Tumblr at the time. I used to do my ask me anythings and all that kind of stuff. So I think internet community can be great. I think and like it's really a cool part of humanity now. But yes, again, coming back to the yeah, parts, yeah. yeah. Do you think the internet's safer, Lauren, now than it was back then? Absolutely not. I think like it's it's faster and bigger and badder than ever. We got more data now. Two hundred gig. Yeah, we got that's those, true. Yeah, they gave that two hundred gig also to people who shouldn't have it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, don't, I think it's definitely not safer and all of the big spaces can be moderated, but at the end of the day, um, if you have children, become Amish, lock them away, <laughs> don't go on there. Um, we're in an interesting... Get them a SIM card from Optus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get them on Optus, just get them a brick. I had polyphonic ringtones on my phone as a kid and that Hell was yeah. enough technology for me. It's oh, good enough for them. Good parenting advice from Lauren Bonner. We always appreciate that on a Friday afternoon. But, hey, we've got to move on. Hack. Albo makes another stop off this time in China. I see on social media of China that uh, people were saying that uh, we have a handsome boy coming from Australia. I think I'll let that one uh, go through to the keeper. On Triple J. Oh, who's a handsome boy? Are you happy with your nickname? Because sometimes they just land without explanation. You can't do anything about them. The Prime Minister's copped a few lately. Obviously, people always call him Albo, but some in the media have tried to call him Airbus Albo lately, try to get that to stick, saying he's always travelling overseas. But on a recent trip to China, he was labelled handsome boy. Something the Prime Minister's probably a little happier with. I want to know, what's the nickname that you've been trying to get rid of for years that just stuck? Call in 1300 You can message in to 0439757555. Laura from Melbourne says, I hate when people call me Lowe's or Loza. <laughs> Someone else says, hey, Dave, I have a nickname that I've had since I was born. It's Bull's Wool. I have no idea what it means or what it's about, but my late uncle gave it to me and it stuck. Maybe there's someone out there that can crack that code. I don't even know whether I want to crack that code, but let's ask the Shake Up crew. We've got Lauren Bonner, Jack Tui. Jack, this trip to China was historic. First trip to China by an Australian leader in years, but we're all obsessed with Handsome Boy. What do you make of it? Well, look, he had his glow up before he became PM, and <laughs> so the natural progression it? is then to get the Handsome Boy nickname. That's the, that's the... Every little boy grows up wanting to be Prime Minister and then being called a Handsome Boy by the whole of China. It's actually kind of the ultimate nickname growing up when someone is like, oh, you're handsome or whatever. You're like, oh, maybe I am. <laughs> Lauren, this isn't the first time when Malcolm Turnbull was prime minister and visiting China, they called him Sugar Bun. There's all these really affectionate wow. nicknames. Are we just not showing politicians enough love, do you reckon? I don't know. Maybe we do need to sexualise our prime ministers more. It seems like that's what people are doing. Handsome boy. Daddy. It's, yeah, well, that, didn't Malcolm Turnbull get that? Yeah, yeah got a, daddy, a few COVID yeah. leaders and things. leather jacket yeah. on Q&A. What about you? Do you have nicknames, Lauren? Are you big on them? You like to give them out? You like to be referred to by nicknames? I, I don't get a lot, and to be honest as well, so my name is Lauren Bonner. Um, my surname is spelt B-O-N-N-E-R. Just think about one letter that you could take out of that to make a funny little word. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that's always there looming over me. Um, 
I get LB, I get Lobo, I get Bon Bon, which oh, is fun. That's a good one. But nothing too wild. Is there a nickname that's stuck with you, Jack? Nothing that's stuck. I think all my mates, we, we kind of like, it's like fashion. We kind of cycle through <laughs> different nicknames um, and sometimes they'll come back, they'll come back in style. I've had Peroxide and Bradbury and <laughs> then I have a surname that's related to a certain popular uh, alcoholic beverage. Heard of it. And so I've had a few related to that. There was one kid in my primary school that called me Beer Boy for the whole of year three. Um, it wasn't till year three. in year three. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't till later that I realized this is his. Well, I realized that his surname Foster was also a beer. Oh, that's so, so funny! You could have mm. been the Beer Brothers. It could have been, but he, he was a year above me, and I. What did I know? I didn't know. That's so funny. Someone says my childhood best friend called me Smellinor. I hated it. Rhymes with Eleanor. That actually comes from <laughs> hack reporter Ellie. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few nicknames. I was actually called my brother in high school. So my surname, Marchese, if you look at it, kind of looks like Marchese. And so because we came from an Italian family, people would call him Cheesy. Then that progressed to Mozzarella. Then they called him Mozza. And then when I came to high school, they called me Mini Mozza. So that was my nickname, Mini Mozza. They should have called you Boccancini. (laughs) (laughs) They could have. They could have. I don't know. Do you think we should be using nicknames more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I give a few out that um, people hate. Uh, I've got one friend whose name is, again, I'm going to say her full name on the radio. Why not? It's only national. Doctor. Um, Gabby Burke. And somehow that kind of became Scabby. Gabby Scabby. Burke. Burke. So we call her Scabby Bird. Oh. Um, and she, she hates that. Um, but aside from that, there's, yeah, I mean, that's the main bad one. Someone on the text line says, I've been called Pie Guy for eight years. My mate's mm. parents only know me as Pie Guy. <laughs> FML, yeah. <it's> oh, <laughs> we had a good one at school as well. Again, this is almost a dox because it's so specific. There was a guy whose name was just Chris and people called him Sterrance. I don't know where that came from, hey, but it stuck. There are so many. I've got to thank you guys for coming on. That's all we've got time for. Lauren Bonner, thank you. Jack Tui, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I just want to shout out my mate Roster who gave himself that nickname recently. <laughs> and I'm sure he's listening right now. Hack. On Triple Jack. Massive thanks again to the Shake Up crew and the hardworking hack team for another big week. I'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you then. See ya. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.